Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 787. I hope you all are well and I hope everyone had a wonderful Rosh Hashanah and I wish you all a Shana Tova. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis, Falvi Yitzchak, Ben, Naftali, David. So of course we have the 10 days of Teshuva on our mind this morning. If you are able to uh, join uh, a minion for Slichos or say some of them yourself, you probably came across the Pizmon, the hymn, which was called Bein Kesa Le'asar. Bein Kesa Le'asar is the phrase that refers to this period between Kesa. Kesa is Rosh Hashanah, that's when the moon is covered, like a kisui, like a cover. It's covered because it's the only holiday where the moon is invisible because it's a new moon. Le'asar means the 10th day of the month of Tishrei. So Bein Kesa Le'asar is how we refer to these 10 days. So there's a whole beautiful hymn about uh, being Kesela Asar, the things we daven for. So I wanted to talk about the nature of these 10 days. A year ago, we focused uh, on this a little bit, but in a different angle, and I'll get to that in a moment. So the idea that these 10 days are special comes from a Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud Chesam and Aleph, and a Gemara Yavama, Daf Mem Tesam and Beis, where it notes a contradiction. There's a Pasuk that says that Hashem is available, Bechol, uh, Karenu we love whenever we call out. And then there's another passage that says, Dir Hashem Bihimatso, seek God when he is found. What's the difference? When, when is he found versus when do we actually have to go out and uh, have a constant availability? Bechol Karenu love. So the Gemara says, Habiyachid Habit Sibor. A Tzibor always, Bechol Karenu love can always access God. When we are together in a group, that's the importance of dominating with a minion, etc., with a group, with a community, God is always available, or at his most available. But v'yachid, when it comes to an individual, so then, Amr Rab Nachman, Amr Rab That's referring to the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's dirisho Hashem Behimatzo. That's when we call out to God, and he is available. We have a special power during these 10 days. And because of the power of tshuva, the power to connect, or I should say to reconnect through tshuva during these 10 days, so the Shulchan Aruch quotes the oldest minhag, the oldest minhag is to avoid paschal kusim, non-Jewish break bread, and I don't want to go into that right now, why that's an issue, I think we talked about that last year. And uh, the Ramah there says, A person should search and investigate and analyze their behaviors and try to do tshuva during the 10 days. So not only should we accept stringency upon ourselves that we don't generally do, but we should also avoid or we should look through our behaviors to make sure that we're not behaving in a subpar way. The Berkeyose phrases it, Even if we're not going to, let's say, focus on stringencies, at least we should focus on not at least uh, relying so much on leniencies if we don't have to. The Lavush says, during these 10 days, we should They are more important, they are better, they are more significant than other days of the year. The Chayyadam gives suggestions. He says, a person doesn't generally daven marav on time. Maybe he davens early, he has to repeat Shema later. So during these 10 days, he should daven in a way where he doesn't have to repeat the Shema. And he gives other examples of things that we should try to be stringent about. So our class last year focused on this idea that why would we be doing better stuff? Why would we try to pull the wool over God's eyes in some way and be more stringent during these 10 days if we don't 
plan on maintaining these customs, but that's uh, something we discussed as well. The Rambam, I should have mentioned as well, says, because of the importance of these days, the we should be busy with tzedakah and masam tovim and doing mitzvahs, good deeds, and all sorts of mitzvah performance. Yes, sir, Mikal Hashana. We should be particularly good boys and good girls. He suggests that we stay up as much into the night, late, late, late into the night, or get up extremely early, so that we're able to daven and pray and, and say slichos and things like that. Okay, wonderful. So the question that I want to focus on now is really, why why 10 days? Why, why is there this 10-day period of time, like what's the magic in the number 10, right, Rosh Hashanah was first, and we talked about that last week, why Rosh Hashanah is first, and Yom Kippur comes second, but good, now that there's a period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, why is it that there had to be 10 days between them, so the Medrash Zuta says that the 10, the number 10 here, and a lot of people focus on this, is very significant, he says, it's correspond to the 10 tests that Avraham successfully passed. So I guess the idea is, he continues, So we got these 10 days. So sort of as a reward for the 10 days, or the 10 moments, the 10 tests of perfection, where, you know, Avraham passed those tests. So we are gifted these 10 days to create these symbolic days of an attempt for our perfection. He then says, The Jews accepted the 10 Dibros, etc. We accepted them without listening, hearing them first, and um, we just accepted them first. So because of those 10 as well, we get these 10 days. So because of that act of acceptance, I guess, of those 10 Dibros, so too we get these 10 days to be perfect people, and perhaps this is also an explanation for why we don't necessarily have to continue these behaviors throughout the year. These 10 days are special. These 10 days are supposed to reflect perfection. The Kan HaChemach, Rabbi he goes on further about this idea of the 10 days. He says, in the beginning of the world, the world is created with Asara Ma'amaros, 10 utterances. The world has 10 statements, and these 10 statements is how God created the world. Then unfortunately, they got into Avodah Zarah and Bimei Enosh. In the days of Enosh, they were um, worshiping and, and following the wrong gods, and it took 10 generations until Noah. Noah would uh, be the guy who would somehow um, save this world. And then the Dar HaFloga makes a mistake, the generation of the dispersion, and Avraham comes and fixes things up. He is also the 10th generation. Then Avraham has his 10 tests, and those 10 tests are also another representation of the 10. And then the uh, Moshe is commanded in the Mishkan. The Mishkan has Essay Urios, and has 10 curtains, and he says there are a bunch of, of Ramazim and, and hints. And when it comes to the measurements, that a lot of them add up to 10 when it comes to the Mishkan itself. And he says, that's why, That's why Rosh Chodesh is Rosh Hashanah. And then 10 days later, 
is this important day of Yom Kippur. And then he says, And the moment of, let's say, Rosh Hashanah, when we are now aware, coming into these ten days, so this notion of ten is repeated again and again, how so? Because we have ten psukim, which reinforce the idea of Malchios, ten that reinforce the idea of Zechronos, and ten that reinforce the idea of Shofros. And so to Rabbeinu Bachi, it seems that this number ten keeps repeating this this ten which begins the world. And even when the world falters, so we have only up until ten before it gets fixed, and Noach and Avraham, and then Avraham's tests, etc., it seems that the idea is that it takes ten to create ten days or ten elements of creation, and these ten are rectified during these 10 days of tshuva. That's how I understand it. Uh, you can go take a look. It's in Kanachem Rosh Hashanah base. Okay, so a couple other ideas. Tzadok talks about the idea of 10 being the full unit, the full, the full numerological unit, 1 through 10, and sets of 10, etc. And so there's a certain completeness to the 10, and that's why there's 10, and that uh, represents this element of tshuva and completeness. The Arizal famously says that the seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which Rosh Hashanah is two days and Yom Kippur is one day, so it's ten, seven plus three, but it's really the seven days that are the focus because those seven are able to rectify for any other day. So if today is, let's say, the second day, and a different way to understand this, is this the second day of the Sarasimit Shuvah, so it represents Monday, or is today, Thursday, the day that represents all Thursdays throughout the year, you have the ability to um, reflect on and to correct all of those days that have passed. There's another idea. Rabbi Yona talks about what we're supposed to be doing during these days, and I'm just going to read in the time that I've left some of the English. He says, During this day we should be focused and we should tremble within us the knowledge that all our deeds are being inscribed in a book, and during that period God brings into judgment every deed concerning every hidden thing, whether good or evil. If a man knows that his judgment is being brought before a king of flesh and blood, will he not be seized with a great trembling and take counsel with himself and with all manner of diligence hasten to his defense? It will never occur to him to turn to the right or to the left and to occupy himself with other matters. He will not concern himself with the plowing and furrowing of his ground, and he will not turn to the path of the vineyards. He will not weaken in the day of trouble from saving himself as a deer from the hand. How foolish are those who go out to work into their labors until evening into the days of, in the days of awe, the days of justice and judgment, not knowing what the judgment will be. And he's, his focus, obviously, is on the idea of taking these 10 days seriously. Of course, he can go to work, but of course, at the same time, we should be focused on what is truly important during these days. Reflection, trying to focus on what will our year look like, what will we take away from hopefully the high moments of Rosh Hashanah, how we will do Teshuva on Yom Kippur, and what the rest of Tuf Shin Pei will become. Have a great day.